Good Tuesday evening. Welcome back. We say we was going to get back to the grind after the first of the year, and we are back with another edition of the DC Sports Rundown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, sitting there with the man that plays all the bills, keeps the lights on, and has started to keep a well-stocked refrigerator in the office, the boss, BJ. Hey, good. Happy New Year, y'all. Also, the incomparable, the ham sandwich making, the turkey basting, Fried chicken frying man, the midnight rider. What's going on, man? Happy New Year to everybody. Good, good to be back. Hi, first and foremost, how's everybody feeling tonight? Oh, I'm a lot better than what I was. Yeah, I, story for another now. yeah, because I know you was going through it towards the end of the year because uh, you couldn't appear on camera for a little while. Yeah, mm. oh, shoot. I messed up. Hold on, we we uh-huh. got to put. Hold on, let's fix this. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Put, hold on, I, we ain't live. We we need to be live, baby. They say live. Mm, no, let me fix this. Hold on. See, this is what I what I get for uh doing this on the fly. You know, I kind of messed myself up. I think Let's we're gonna that. have to re-nickname. We're gonna have to re-nickname you Riverboat KG. <laughs> I'll be that. I will be that. Riverboat so, KG. Let me let me because I'm like, why is this not popping up? Because I never I never made it pop up. There we go. Now, once again, we are live. <laughs> you go. are looking live. All right, here we go. Oh, now, now I see it. Yeah, I, I I really messed up. Now we're gonna start this off not quite DC-ish. But we're going to start this off sports-wise because last night was a taxing and trying night in sports. Um, we have our resident Buffalo Bills fan here. He didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. I don't think most of the country slept last night. So um, DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest yesterday, uh, last night on the field, uh, had to be resuscitated. He is... Last I checked in the hospital, I think he's been downgraded to stable condition, but I know they had to put him to sleep to put a breathing tube in him. Uh, the boss, BJ, um, your Buffalo Bills, uh, take it away. Um, it, it, it was a rough night last night. Um, you know, watching the game, of course, you're excited for the game. It's a big game. Biggest, one of the biggest games of the year, biggest game in the AFC thus far. Um and, you know, game's just getting started, and you see what looks like routine tackle. You know, T. Higgins lowers his shoulder a little bit, which any receiver running back would do. Um, you know, and, you know, Hamlin, you know, makes a tackle, stands up and, and, and you know, faints, you know, and, and hits the ground. And, you know, we see things like this all the time. This is a violent sport. And, you know, you expect the trainers to come out, you know, okay, maybe he got the wind knocked out of him. And, you know, as the seconds tick away and you hit a minute, you hit two minutes and, you know, they went to commercial break, they come back and you see the Bills players, just that distress on their face and panicking, crying. And for me, it put me into tears. And they, when, when Joe Buck said they, they're doing CPR on a 24-year-old kid. 
You know, like it's damn damn football. They're doing CPR on the field on a 24-year-old kid living his dream. And, you know, I don't know what Paycor Stadium holds, but you know, the the Bills tried their best to build a wall around them. But you know, you got families, you know, people, just imagine people that that's their first game. That's traumatizing. Um, of course, for the Bills players, the, the, the Bengals players, the Bill player, Bills players, because that's, that's, you know, they see this guy every day from all the reports. We, we've learned more about him over the last 24 hours. He's a great guy. Um, and it was just, it was hard. It was just a, a hard pill to watch. And just, uh, I think, I think when I broke down is when I saw McDermott trying to hold back tears. Um, that kind of like broke me now because um, they showed the shot of him first, and I'm like, something's really wrong. And then, um, you know, it, it's it just went from there. Um, I, I don't even know how. I don't even know how Buffalo gets back to football. Like, you know, of course that's not important. Um, you know, as of right now, the the the, the NFL suspended the the Bengals and the Bills Week 18 game and. I think they, you know, figured out later. The reports I was hearing early was Goodell was saying the game had to be played within two days, which is just impossible. Um, you know, they got Demar Hamlin off the film. The ambulance finally got his mom down there. His his family's in the stands. They finally got his mom down there to ride in the ambulance. And I I really thought that, and, and you know, this is just my feeling. This is nothing to hurt. I thought they were holding out. So see if he got to the hospital to see if they could stabilize him so they could give the Bills players that 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 relief. Like, hey, he's good. He's good. You know, um, you know, he he's he's talking blah, 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 and then try to get back to a game. And if even if that would have happened, the Bills would have got the the wheels beat off of him after seeing that. You know, that's nothing you can, you know, just process and be like, OK, we're, we're you know, we're good to go, you know, for a minute. You know, when they thought they had to get back onto the um, the field, you know, you saw Stefan Diggs um, trying to rile up, rile up the truth with tears in his eyes. You know, trying to rally the guys, trying to get the to the, the to uh, to get everybody uh, going. He was in um, the cornerback Neil, I believe it was Neil. He was in his his face trying to get him together. Um. It, it was just, it was hard. It, nothing, nothing. We've never seen, now I don't say we've never seen that. We haven't seen that on the field. A, a CPR, resuscitation, AED. You know, of course, you, you think um, Hank Gathers. You think a couple of people that come to mind, when you, you know. Um, but it, it was just so hard to watch. And it got to a point where it's like, just turn the damn game off. Just, just, you know, and, and, and Booger McFarlane, Adam Scheffner, Scott Van Pelt, Ryan Clark, um, Lisa Salters. Like, this is uncharted territory. Lisa Salters was visibly shook up. Adam Schefter was. McFarlane, well, all these, they, everybody was just, it was just, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to talk. They're trying to talk it through and, you know, it's hard to listen to, you know, I thought when Scott Van Pelt came with, with Ryan Clark, I think Ryan Clark did a hell of a job, hell of a job breaking it down, t- talking about DeMar Hamlin, and not as the, 
the safety for the Buffalo Bills, but as a human being and what this meant, um, you know, you heard Mike, everybody, you heard Mike Vrabel talk, um, you know, Mike Tomlin, everybody. It, it's just not something, you know, you never want to see it. As violent as this sport is, everybody, when, when the game is over, when you see them triple zeros, everybody wants to go home in one piece. You might be a little banged up, but nothing to that extent. Um, and it's, uh, for me, as a Buffalo Bills fan, it's just hard. It's hard. This team has been through so much. You know, injury after injury, snowstorm. The snowstorm just happened, killed some people in Buffalo. You know, um, just, you know, what they've had to go through. And then this happens on the field. And I, and I think that for what happened last night, um, the Cincinnati Bengals deserve a lot of credit. Zach Taylor, the, the stadium, though that whole, that was classy. I know a lot of people, you know, be like, hey, man, Bills Mafia is the best, you know, fan base, this, that, and the other. Those fans sat there patiently. They understood the severity. You could hear when every time they came back, you could hear a pin drop in that stadium. Um, I thought it was just really, really classy of Taylor and McDermott, two guys. And when you when you go find your coach, these are two, these are the men that you need to lead your teams. This is what you're talking about, leader of men, you know, that can, you know, handle 53 men, the training staff. This affects everybody. Everybody that was on that Bills and Bengals sideline, everybody that could see from, from the stands, you watching somebody get resuscitated, you know, whether you clean the jerseys, whether you mix the Gatorade, that's that's an emotional roller coaster, and it's traumatizing. Um, it is it, is really hard. I know I, I, the the report I just saw on Twitter. They said he went from 100% oxygen to 50. Um, you know, I think he's still, um, you know, I I think they he's still, you know, um, I, you said he was stable. I, I didn't see an updated stable, but if he is, that's that's great news. But Right, right now, I don't know what we do past this point as, as the NFL. Like, I mean, of course, you know, the, the saying is, you know, the games must go on. And it's just like we, we're we talking about DeMar Hamlin here. I cannot imagine what the at the time the WWF roster had to go through when they watched Owen Hart die and had to continue the show. I just – I can't – after watching what I watched last night – I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. Um, I think, you know, you know, they both teams did the right thing. I think the Buffalo Bills would be cool if, hey, we'll we'll take a loss seven to three and move on and try to figure out how to get together to play the Patriots this coming Sunday. Because the game means nothing. You know, you're hoping that your your comrade your 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 friend, somebody you see every day, you you get to know as a person. You hoping that they're able to recover from this. I did, you know, this man was is you know was in critical condition, you know, not breathing on his own, and you know it's just 
as much football we've we've watched, you know, like what do you do after this? What what safety measures do you do do you implement? Do you change the the padding around the chest? There's so many questions because this is uncharted territory. I just you know, I, I you know, I send one up for him, his family, the Bills, the Bengals, T. Higgins. You know, I don't know if anybody saw the shot. He was leaving with his mom. Um, you know, I know Burrow came over. The whole Bengals squad, man. The whole Bengals squad. Um, you know, it's just it's tough. And 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 you know, I try to explain to my wife, like, I know women don't understand the depths of how we follow these teams. You know, I've been following Buffalo football since 89, 90. This is this is extended family to me. You know, I live and die this team to a point where when they were losing real bad, it was making me sick. I couldn't watch, stop watching football. You know, and KG will tell you, like, I, I, I'm not watching. I can't watch this, you know. Um, so, you know, you, you, you know, especially with social media now, you get to know the players. You can follow them on social media. You can see your, their movements and, you know, joke with them. And, you know, it, you know, it, and it, for, uh, unfortunately for me, I don't live in Buffalo, so I don't get to see the, you know, go to a live game. But I watch them, you know, and, and you live and die with these players. You live and die with the team. And for something like that to happen and just see those players go through what they went through is just heartbreaking. And I, like I said, I just wish them a, a speedy recovery, the hell with football, just, you know, get well. Um, I know his uh, toy drive is, I think, over $5 million now. I posted the link. I donated to it last night. And, you know, I'll say this before I pass it on. Um, you know, everybody has to remember this feeling because it shouldn't take this feeling for us to realize life is fragile. Things can happen in a snap of a finger. And, and you you could you could be the healthiest person on earth. You could be the unhealthiest. It doesn't matter. It, it's no it's no when when your time card needs to be punched, whether it's fully or half, or it, it doesn't matter. So with that being said, everybody that's coming together right now, donating, you know the the unification across sports, entertainment, everything, politics. Everybody, keep that energy. Keep that energy. It doesn't matter. Black, white, right now, it doesn't even matter. Keep that energy. Um, that's it, man. I, I, I'm to the point now where I haven't really been on social media too much today. I had to turn my notifications off for the Bills app. If you, you know, I know you guys don't have it on the Bills app. When you get a notification, it gives a part of the shout song for the, the bills and I, I heard it a couple times today I just I said I can't I can't I can't I can't do this today I can't do this today I got to do it on my time and get the updates and stuff and that's just where I am right now just uh still heartbroken trying to figure out how this build bills team is going to recover from this man this is just you know isn't something we've never seen before midnight rider um, gosh, I don't even know how to follow that up. Um, like I think BJ said it all. I think the announcers did a great job of a not showing the incident again, um, kind of building that shield around him. So 
Um, you really couldn't see too much. And I think ESPN did a great job of keeping the shot so far back that you really couldn't see everything that was going on. You saw a lot of the reactions, but you didn't see the actual um, treatments being being implemented. Uh, for me, it was a tough night just because you just don't see this um, happen. Uh, the only other time I can think of anything like this is like like BJ was saying, like Hank Gathers. Uh, uh, I think Reggie Lewis had a similar situation. You know, maybe um, Utley when he was um, when he got um, paralyzed, like things like that stick out. So I think the NFL. <clears throat> did a good job considering the situation. Um, could they have called it earlier? Yeah, but, I mean, them calling it earlier or anything like that, with that, I think the most important thing was just getting him stable. Off the field was another situation where they actually got kind of took a moment to reassess what was going on and the magnitude and the gravity of it. And I commend Sean McDermott and – Zach Taylor for their them putting their foot down. Cause I felt like at a certain point they protected their players and put their foot down and decided that we're not doing this um, today. And maybe the league did their thing too, but I just felt like the coaches stepped in. Um, also just to the people covering it, like you talked about Ryan Clark, Booker McFarlane, like these guys didn't wildly speculate. They didn't try to give you too much information. They just kept it simple. And they kept it based on what they knew and just told us what we knew and didn't give us anything more. Uh, and then this morning, I don't know what station you guys listen to, but the guys on 980, uh, Medhurst and, um, and Chris Russell, they did a great job of just kind of talking like BJ was talking about the human part of it. And, um, yeah, it was a tough, tough night for football, a tough night for sports. <clears throat> and I'm glad that humanity prevailed over everything else that this kid meant something to everybody enough that we didn't have to do business as usual because that would have been a tough watch. Go ahead, KG. See, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Although I do give kudos, credit, the way the Monday Night staff, Booger McFarlane, Adam Schefter, Susie Colba, Lisa Salters, everybody that reported, I watched, and let's not forget, hometown legend scott van pelt and ryan clark you know how they handled everything but then you had the other end of the spectrum and i was gonna play the you know the intro but i'm not even gonna play the intro to it but scott needs to be kicked in his nuts for what he said t higgins is already feeling bad enough you need to be kicked in your nuts for kicking that man while he down making him feel worse with your comments you need to be kicked in your nuts with steel toe boots with spikes on the end that, that, that's how I feel about Bart Scott. Uh, Skip Bayless, even though he came back and apologized and he, he had a heartfelt thing this morning, he, he, his tweet was kind of sort of taken out of context because it was a series of tweets, but everybody ran with it because he's the guy you love to hate. But I, I, people forget players are humans as well. So... Like yeah, BJ I said, I, I, I wish. Oh, go ahead, bro. I don't know what I don't know what Bar Scott was thinking. I don't know what what do you expect T Higgins to do? Not fight for yards? T Higgins, we're not talking about 
this isn't flag football. This is this is the NFL. This this isn't. <laughs> I I don't know where 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 Bart came off and thought that was actually that was actually okay. I mean, do you know? Do he know how big T Higgins is? When I talk, this isn't this isn't a. Um, I forgot. I can't even think of the, the speedster called speedster's name. This ain't a five. See, I think T Higgins is. Is he six three? I want to say T Higgins, Higgins like six, six three. He gotta be. He has to be like two fifteen, two twenty. He's so like six three, six five. He in that range. Cause he had a basketball yeah, career. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, and we're not. I don't understand with that. What Bar Scott said was completely ignorant. And like, and like KG said, to kick him while he already feels like shit. You know, you were a part of the play, and the man hit you, and now he, you know, it has to be resuscitated. And and he's walking out with his mom. His mom is trying to console him. Grown man. Grown man. Like you could tell he was hurting. And you know he made a tweet that the sent prayers and support, and everybody under the tweet gave him love. Everybody gave him love, support. Like, hey man, prayers to you too. You know, you keep your head up too. It's a freak accident. It was a freak accident. As many violent hits we saw. How many violent hits did we just see with the couple of bowls? How many the targeting Marvin Harrison Jr. hit? How many violent hits we just seen over the last week in college football alone? It's just a freak accident, man. Unfortunately for Demar Hamlin, you know he's fighting. You know he was fighting for his life, but I, I just—we I, live in a time where people just say anything for views. And Bar Scott, you—you'll be—you'll have a special plane. You'll have a special plan. Your seat's going to be on fire. Promise you. Well, the DeMar Hamlin, his families, of course, we 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 are praying for all that were involved. Every player, you know, we we, we got you. And the whole league has got him. And that's the, for every fan base. We got you. So. Moving on to our next topic. Uh. The commanders fumbled the bag yet again this week, not only on the field, but off the field as well. We haven't been on in a couple of weeks because we were off for holiday and hiatus and things like that. So we didn't get to cover this. The commanders, Daniel Snyder, being sued by O-Line Entertainment, formerly known as Super Hogs Incorporated, I'm sure, and that is... Members of the original Hogs, Joe Jacoby, Mark May, John Riggins, Fred Dean, Doc Walker versus Washington's Washington Commanders, Daniel Snyder. Why? Because he decides to use the Hogs name without proper compensation of the Hogs. Now, if you are not familiar with the Hogs, the story of the Hogs, Boss Hog, Joe Bugle, may he rest in peace. When they came up with that name in practice and it took off the way it did in, in the, during the 80s, well, the early 80s, when it took off the way that it did, uh, 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 George Stark, who had such a great mind, decided 
nobody's going to make money off of this but us. So he created Super Hogs Unlimited. They had full-time employees, office, everything. Because they made the t-shirts, the jacks, they made everything like that because they made the money back themselves for what they were doing. Nobody else was going to get rich off of them. Knowing that as a Washington Redskin fan, you still go and you make this Commander Tutty. So Lieutenant Commander Chris P. Bacon is what basically what he is to me. You fumbled the bag on the, on the mascot. You fumbled the bag against Cleveland. How much further can this team fall? I'm going to start with the midnight ride on this one. Because I, I just, your thoughts on, on the, the, the fumbling of the bag this weekend, then I got a question, and then we're moving on. I got to be honest, man. Um, the whole Major Tutty thing, it's not for us. If you if you 20, if you're 18, if you're 13 and over, Major Tutty's not for you. Major Tutty's for the kids. Um, and that's what this whole thing has been about, is trying to find a way for this generation of fans to be built up and have something to hold on to. Um, sadly enough, they've alienated a lot of the older fans, A, with the name change, B, with the choosing of the name, C, not picking maybe the name that everybody wanted, Um D by putting a mannequin in the booth instead of a statue. E by um redoing the mannequin again and still kind of messing it up. Um F just by always trying to go to these same situations to build a team out. Um G the terrible as we are commanders. <laughs> um I don't know. I, I can keep I can go on and on. Like like Fumbling the bag isn't even what it is. It's just what they do now. They just they just screw it up. I mean, you got you got the you got the the the, the seal. You you got the pull rollout. Um, at at one point, I thought it was just because you know fans wanted their way and they were pick, nicking picking nits, but it's really just been handled wrong, and it's been done completely wrong the whole time. I don't mind the whole. I don't care about Major Tutty because. I'm never going to stand in line to hug Major Tutty or or see Major Tutty, so I could care less on 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 him. The fact that they use the Hogs thing is typical of what this organization does. Every time they get in trouble, they pull, go back to the past to pull somebody out to save their ass. They they did it with the Sean Mannequin. They did it with the Sean um, Road last year. You had what it took forever to get Bobby Mitchell in the Ring of Fame. Took forever for um, the retiring Sonny's jersey. Like it's just, it's like they keep trying to find something to placate us when they know they screwed it up. And even when they they do something, try to do something right, they misspell it or something. So then you got London Fletcher in the Ring of Honor. So it's like I don't know who who makes decisions over there. Uh, I feel bad for Jason Wright because I feel like he just gets a memo at the last minute and they throw something together and see if it stick and. Um, I just can't wait till um, August twenty second, two thousand twenty three, when some other guy's being interviewed on uh, Channel Seven News because he's the new owner and he wants to tell us what they're going to do in terms of the next season or whatever. I I'm ready for this to just be sold and be done. 
I'm good. BJ? Man, where do I start? I mean, I would like a hug from Major Tutty. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look, it, it, the Midnight Rider hit everything on the head. One, the thing is, if you did it the right way, I don't care about Major Tutty. Nobody over, I, I go with Midnight Rider, nobody over 13 cares about Major Tutty. You could play in the dirt field in Kentland and have everybody gather around. These fans want wins. Nobody cares about any of this stuff they're doing. And it would be irrelevant. I think, you know, the you know, the fumble in the back, they, they do things at the wrong time. You know, why not see if you win the Cleveland Browns game, then the, then the Dallas game is huge, then you bring out Major Tutty, right? Here's the other thing. If you did it right and you went through the guys that have those copyrights and paid them their thing, you bring out Major Tutty. You bring out the pig pen. You know, you bring out different things to 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 spice this thing up. If you're going to do it, do go all the way, all to the wall. Don't it, everything they do. It's not even half ass. Ha- saying half ass for this organization is a compliment. They do quarter shit. This is what they do. They don't even. It, it, it's it's like 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 the Midnight Rider said. This this guy is what's the 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 guy's name? The black guy. Jason Wright. Is it Jason, Jason Wright. He's getting the memo. It, it, they want to roll it out Sunday. He's getting them. They're waking him up Sunday at two thirty in the morning. Like, hey, this is what we want to do. Get your ass up and get your ass to stay now and make this happen. That's it, it, that's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. One of the one of the the most tragic events in this team's history. Sean Taylor. How do you keep messing up events for him? How do you keep messing up events for him? We're not even on the on the field stuff yet, right? You 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 bring Joe Gibbs in, the team lays a damn egg in front of the the most legendary one of the most legendary figures in the franchise history. Like, I I I, I don't know, man. I, I I know you know. Of course, we know Dan Snyder's a buffoon, <laughs> right? We know that. He's ran this organization into the ground. And you would think that even the sun would shine on a dog's ass every now and again. And you had the 2012 season. You had the 2015 season. And, you know, it, you, you fumbled some players that maybe you should have kept. But it's, it's just mind-blowing where this organization is and what they do and what they continuously do wrong all you had to do is go to online entertainment hey this is what we want to do it's not like they don't have the money this is what we want to do what you think about this mascot should he be meaner you know what i'm saying this is what we're thinking about you know give us some ideas why i mean because the crazy thing is next year legends day they're going to want them to come that's why none of these players, that's why none of a lot of these older players, these legends don't want to be bothered with this organization. You know, I remember when when you know Dan Snyder took off the, took over the team. A lot of people, John Riggins, they felt alienated. You know, they felt alienated from this team. And, and it's just like that's the life that you want the, the, the players that made this 
franchise what it was. The last thing you want to do is make them feel like they're not welcome. You know, they should have a parking pass, a damn wherever you want, what you want. You know, your your tab is on me, everything. I don't, it's just mind boggling, man. But that's what, that's what they do. That's what they do. Um, you know, it, it, you know, I know everybody's ready for new ownership, new coaching, you know, quarterback. It's like, you know, this, it's just nothing that you go to the stadium. You know, I've said this over and over again. That's a D minus experience. You know, the hope from from walking to the stadium, the traffic, the food. If you're lucky, you don't have mold on your your bread, your hot dog bread. If your beer is not stale, you know it's it's a it's the whole nine yards, top to bottom. You can't go in that stadium and say this is good food, or you know you know this is a good experience. I'd rather come here than watch it at home. I'd rather do this than that. No. People are going to that stadium because they love this team. And for the first time in a long time, you know, and, and I don't know if it's because the Cleveland Browns have dark colors too, but it looked like the stadium was favorite for the commanders. And they dropped the egg. Major Tutty came out and he dropped the egg. So they own one in the Major Tutty area, and they about to be on two next week because Dallas going to stomp a mud hole in Dallas got division to play for. They are not going to come in and play with Washington. Is that game here? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. And then also that, that game, that game is uh the retirement Flex. of Sonny Jurgens Jer- is uh, number nine. Yeah, they should hold that off. They they should hold that off. That should have been done this, a long time ago. No, I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. But they should hold that off because this is next week is going to be an ass whooping of a lifetime. Like it, it just is. It's not going to be. We want Dallas. Dallas is going to come in here, and they're leaving with some of the commanders' wives next week. That, that's 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 what we're talking about this coming Sunday. The way this team, and now I'm going on the field. The way this team comes out and lays an egg in huge situations, your coach doesn't know they could be eliminated. Green Bay eliminated that ass at four o'clock. They beat the shit out of the Vikings. That was it. That was it. That was all. You, 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 your team had their playoff destiny in their hand and could have had a huge division rivalry game against Dallas last week at home for the marbles. And they come out and let the Cleveland Browns, I don't care who's that quarterback, you're supposed to take the Cleveland Browns, put them on their hands and knees, and be like, sit. Bark like a dog. Hop on one leg. And you dispose of them. And you, you send them home. But, you know, it, not this team. And I don't care who started at quarterback, whether it was Heineke or Wentz. Per, the, the, the preparation, the effort, it, it just doesn't seem like they, from top to bottom, it seems like when they come on the field, it's like you can tell that they don't practice well. They don't practice well. You can look. You can look at other teams: San Francisco, Buffalo, Kansas City, Miami with Mike McDaniel, Cincinnati. Um, shit, the Raiders play better than that. And they got uh, Josh McDaniels ain't no top tier coach, but you can tell the teams that practice the right way to prepare themselves for game day, and the Commanders don't do that. 
They don't do that. And it, it, it unfortunately, you know, if ownership is changing, you're probably going to see Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner next season. I'm going to say this. With everything that we've been through, and this team, and I agree with everything you gentlemen have said about them fumbling off the field, on the field. They fumbled with Sean, Sean Taylor's jersey retirement. And a lot of that was them. But, you know, the one thing that came out of that weekend was Jackson Mahomes. And I still want to fight him on site. On site. I see Jackson Mahomes. You, you, you got to knuckle up. I don't give a shit. Like what you did was real mad disrespectful, Slim. So you got to knuckle up. And it's whatever. I'll fight your security. I'll fight you. I'll fight anybody. But what you did was mad disrespectful. And I got about a couple thousand people that's in line to want to fight you too. So they fumbled. And, and I can't say the, the Sean Taylor memorial installment, air quotations there, because that's what it is. They said statue, but it's an installment. Because it was designed by his daughter. So I can't really say they fumbled that. I think it should have been a bronze statue like they have out. I, I think it should be a couple of bronze statues out front the stadium. Like they have in Baltimore. You got Johnny Unitas on one side. You got Ray Lewis on the other. I, I think you got a couple of statues you could actually put there. Because this is a historic franchise. Spend the money. Make it attractive to come to the stadium. Then, you know, this major Tutty thing, I think I, I, I'm Ben, you would know better than me because I may be, you know, the concussions may be getting to me. So I may not be able to remember as much. But Washington has never really had an official mascot ever. Now, we had super fan. Chief <clears throat> Z was the biggest super fan ever. And, and Dallas Week does not see it does not seem as glorious without him being here but out as far as an official mascot i don't think we've ever had one why do we need one now because you gotta you gotta attract the kids somehow man when still but you gotta give the kids something when they come to the stadium like right now the problem part of the problem is you you've lost a generation or almost two generations just from your poor play mm. and and your poor structure so you got to start recruiting and recouping people as soon as possible. And I think that all goes into the, the jerseys. How's a little bit different. <clears throat> like this isn't, this rebrand wasn't meant for anybody over, over 40. Hmm. I, I, I honestly say that. Speaking of re rebrand, that's another thing they fumbled with the rebrand. You started coming out with, the jerseys. Okay, you did the rebrand. You call, call, you know, you start calling yourselves the Commanders. Okay, the first thing you got is a John Riggins Commanders jersey. John Riggins hit the airwaves immediately. I do not want my name on a Commanders jersey. I never played for the Commanders. I don't think anybody that has never played for the football team or the Commanders should have a jersey. I still, I think you should still be able to sell Redskin jerseys because that's the nostalgia. Of Maybe a little bit more, but you still should be able to sell them. Another thing, and we've seen this, myself and the boss, BJ, we've seen this at the game when we went back in October. Stop calling everybody that played here once a legend. You brung out Andre Carter. You call Andre Carter a commander's legend. 
Andre Carter ain't never played for the Commanders. He wasn't even a Redskin legend. So how is he a legend? What memorable game did Andre Carter have that went down in Redskin lore to call himself a legend? Now, if you say legendary receiver Santana Moss, Santana Moss has big catches to win games. He has playoff catches. He, he has those things to say, okay, I think you can put him team legend because he has big wins against Dallas. You do against Dallas, you already automatically a legend because you, you, you beat the hated rival. That word legend is thrown around in D.C. so much. You know, when it's all said and done, this is going to ruffle a, little, a few feathers and we'll get to this in the next segment. But in the, when it's all said and done, Bradley Bill going to be called a D.C. legend. But he ain't busted a grape here. Stop throwing that think, word legend around. I think I think the, the, the one thing when they do hire a new coach, the one thing the DC media always says as is about the Cowboys. I think that's such a low standard. I could lose if 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 you tell me Buffalo could lose every game in the AFC East, creep into the playoffs as a wild card and win the Super Bowl. I could give a damn if they beat the Dolphins, the Patriots, or the Jets. I, the standard has to be raised. I mean, because the, the Giants are beating that ass. The Eagles are beating that ass. Why Dallas? I, I know the I know the rivalry, in which is not. It's now. not even a rivalry that's anymore. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't been for a while. I want to see that question stop being asked. It's irrelevant. If I'm the coach, I said. I'm gonna say I don't give a damn about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm trying to get this this team back to its glory years, and whoever's in our way gonna get a put a foot put in their ass. I don't care who they are. You got a star on your jersey. You got a a, a a lightning bolt on your. I don't care who you are. We're gonna change the culture here, and we're gonna take it game by game. We our 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 goal is. NFC championship or better, and whoever we meet there, we meet there. The, the hell with the Cowboys. You know, See, here's the thing that thinking of I don't care if we only win two games and both of them against the Cowboys, it's a successful season. I remember I used to hear that all the time, and I used to always say that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I'm not going at the time two and 14, and oh well, we beat the Cowboys twice. You think the Cowboys celebrated when they went one and 15? And they beat us. The only game they won was when they beat us. Oh, we knocked them out the playoffs. You think they celebrated and tore down goalposts because of that? That is that's mediocrity at its fucking finest. I, I can't. No, I, I can't. I won't. If we're not winning the division and walking into the playoffs and getting to at the least the divisional round, but you know, at the most, we're walking into the Super Bowl heavy underdogs and we're putting up a fight and 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 either winning the game or if we lose it's off a last second field goal because we left everything out there and we're doing that three out of five seasons then it's a failure people getting happy over 10 wins fuck 10 wins 10 wins means nothing to me you ain't i need them. more than that you ain't had them since 2012 though exactly but and i'm tired we grew up 11 and 5, 
14 and 2, 13 and 3, 12 and 4. These are the teams we grew up with. 10 and 6 was like, that's an off year. But I mean, you know, it's cool, but it's an off year. I remember going 10 and 6 and not making the playoffs before. I've seen teams do it. 10 and 6 is nothing. 10 and 6 is dog shit on the bottom of your shoe. We got to want more. The fan base deserves more. The fan base also has to want more, just like the team has to want more. Here's my question, and then we'll move on to the next segment. The boss BJ alluded to it a little early in the conversation. Whether we get new ownership or not, is this Ron's last season as head man? No. No, I don't I don't think it is just because if you do get new ownership, he's basically gonna get another year. And then I think after that, I think if he has a bad season next year, they'll clean house, probably do some intern coaching, and then you know, that following season you'll get, you know, the I don't think Jason Wright safe and nobody's gonna be safe once new ownership comes in here. They're gonna be, you know, want them things ran their way. They're gonna, you know, start if you do it right, you're gonna you wanna pick people from the successful organizations, you know, and pick some of their, you know, people up and, and try to right this ship. Here's my, here's my I, don't, Go ahead. I don't want them to come in and and make any decisions right away. I want them to come in, sit down, see what we got, <clears throat> and go from there. Learn, learn what's going on, figure out the ropes that Maybe it's Ron and the Hernies. I don't care who it is, but get your feet wet first. Cause take a take a picture of the landscape, and then see how you want to take it from there. Because you can see how things are run by having a, a, a person that's kind of done it before, and then you can see how you want things done. So I don't want them to come in and clean house. I want them to just come in, get settled, and like I said, I want twenty. Well, <clears throat> it'll be twenty twenty four by that time, but. Yeah, I want that to be the time when they start making the decisions um, to figure out what they want, how they want to shape this and mold this in their own image. Let me throw something out there to you. <clears throat> I'm, I'm I'm done choking, but let me throw something out there to you. <clears throat> Ron Rivera teams in year three, four, and five, they've turned the corner. He did it in Carolina. Year three, 12 and four, first in the NFC South. Year four, seven, eight, and one, first in the NFC South. Year five, 15 and one, first in the NFC South. And I believe they went to the, the Super Bowl. Year five and six. Year five, six and 10 dropped off a little bit. Year six, 11 and five. Here, he hasn't surpassed seven wins yet which is kind of crazy, but he's been played. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm t- there's, a, there's one reason. He hasn't had a quarterback here. Cam. Well, oh, yeah. Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you about to get me breaking out in this train, man. <laughs> I love him some guy, boy. <laughs> New Jack Swing. That's another story, though. But he hasn't had. A, a a a quarterback here. He hasn't had if you inherit quarterback problems, and I was telling BJ this the other day. I said Parcells inherited quarterback problems in New York. 
when he first took over with the Giants. They wanted him gone after the first year. And Jimmy the Greek said it. How can you want a guy fired if he has he inherited quarterback problems? You can't just give him a season and say, hey, go do something with this. He has to build. Ron has built this team in a way that it can be successful. It's missing a piece here and a piece there. But I, I'm not going to say, oh, we one piece away from a championship. No, we we may be about four or five pieces away from being not competitive. I don't want to say competitive. We're four or five pieces away from being a dominant team. And one of those pieces is on the coaching staff. And I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to say which one I'm talking about, but one of those pieces is on the coaching staff. So give Ron a chance. I don't think this will be his last season. I want to see, I want to see a coach get five solid years. I'm tired of seeing a coach get three years. Oh, you ain't doing it fast enough. Get out of here. Everybody else gets five years. Give this guy five years and let's do this. Just my just my thoughts. I don't want him to get five. Four is enough for me to figure out what we're doing here. And if he can't win it in four, then we need somebody else. Just like I don't want to, I don't want to go back into the bargain basement, um, Ben, and Walmart and look for a quarterback. I agree with that. I, I don't want no yellow tag quarterbacks mm, or, or no. red tags to say clearance. I don't want none of that. It's marked down though, Ben. Come on, Midnight nope. Riding. It's marked down. Nope, nope. You know I can't. Hey, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to break my rule, but I don't want Anthony Richardson either. <laughs> Anthony Richardson is the young kid from Florida with one of the strongest arms, and he's going to put on a show at the combine. Don't want him. Don't combine need him. Combine numbers mean nothing to me. Can't can win with him. Dude threw for like 40% in college. He's, he's, no. Well, hold on. Unless unless he does a Josh Allen miracle, I just – Daniel Jones threw for, for, for what under 50% or oh, uh, at 50% in college and look at him. Yeah, but he went to Duke. He played for Cutcliffe. Mm. The the Peyton Whisperer. So he, got, he gets he got he got he got a bump because of that. Then there's another thing. Is that Wilson bump? He got a bump. Look at the look at the, the teams in the in the division that have leapfrogged us. The Eagles were trash. They won the Super Bowl, they were hungover, they fired Peterson. They bring in Kelly. Kelly destroyed that whole team. No, Kelly was before Peterson. I'm sorry. Right. Kelly destroyed that team. Peterson put it back together, and then they destroyed it again. Now you got Hurts. They leapfrogged over us. Uh, uh, the Giants. See, the difference is they've made moves in each of the last three all seasons to put themselves in position to get quality players. They made the move for A.J. Brown. They added picks. So that's the difference right there. The oh, don't forget and then, and then turn the ball over to Jalen Hurts. Here's, here's another difference. Guess their first pick is number five or wherever New Orleans finishes this year. Shrewd management is what it is. So, so you got a 13-win team picking fifth in the draft. Mm-hmm. They just adding talent on top of talent. And you know what you know what that reminds me of? Red R back. Thinking about the future. Yeah. Thinking about the future. But the, the Giants, the Giants were bottom bottom dwellers they've leapfrogged us dallas has got back on top and leapfrogged now we're the bottom dwellers again this year here's my thing if we're going to stay with ron we can't come out and get steamrolled next week we got to come out and we got to do something if it's a shootout and i'm talking 45 42 and we lose, but it's like 45-42, and you like, I can't catch my breath because, God, 
We'd have had the defensive touchdown. I said 45-42. I said you mean 45-24? You said 45-13? I, I can't. Maybe it's the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yo, your nerve was not working. Yeah, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you saying 66-17? What are you saying? If, if Washington wins 45-13, I'd be happy. Are they but playing I, two weeks in a row? That's I, only I was, give them 45 points. I was trying to be honest and say, hey, I'm trying to give I'm trying to get Dallas a little credit. 45-42. It's gonna be a shootout. You must be playing them in the aggregate or something. Oh man. <laughs> I said you, yeah. about, you said 40 points. You talk about four weeks worth of games for Washington. Man, come on. What do you after they score 42? Hold on, hold on. They scored 12, 7. I don't even think they got 42 the last four weeks. Jeez. Y'all just don't never let me be great. It's a new year, Damn. fellas. Let me be great sometimes. Well, you can be great, but we just let me dream. Your math. My man's we... never mass. What part of that don't you get? Because we ain't scored. I mean, I don't know. Bro, Dig, uh, uh, Micah Parsons had 40 sacks before y'all scored 40 points. He had 40 sacks in the game before y'all put up 40 points. That's like a sack every damn play. It will, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, my Wi-Fi went off. I wanted to address what you said about Ron. Here's the problem I have with Ron. And here's why I don't need to see year four or year five. Ron teams keep coming out flat. Last week wasn't the first time a Ron Rivera-led team has come out on the field and absolutely been overwhelmed offensively and defensively. Like the game plan they had was just like, yeah, this this ain't working. We don't know what to do. It's no adjustments. You have, you know, Taylor Heineke, which I kept saying, yeah, he's not the answer long term. But I felt like the offense wasn't geared towards him. You know, you, you put Wentz in last week or this week pass. And, yeah, I think it was warranted. I agree with the move. But he should have been on a short lease. He should have been pulled probably the end of the first, beginning of the second quarter. You put Heineke back in and get the truce back rolling. You have a meeting at the sideline. You spit. You yell. You get you get the Bill Cowher going. You got the drool coming out your, your mouth, the chin up. You you got the you got all 53 men. You yelling and screaming at them like get your asses, your head out your asses, and go here and knock the brown off them fucking helmets. That and that that's the problem I have with Ron. The teams keep coming out flat. It, it, you look at I know I keep saying this. I know you, I, I got a Kyle Shanahan love story, but he keeps getting at quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after piece after piece after piece. And guess what? His game plan mirrors what these guys can do. What what you know what their strengths are. You know, and uh, Andy Reid, <clears throat> we're, we're going to do what we do best. I know I got a strong arm cue. Mike McDaniel down in Miami. You got two of the fastest receivers in the league. Hit them quick. Let them go. This team comes out bad too often. I think, and I don't know if Ron's tired. I don't know if Ron's voice is, is dying out on the team. And sometimes it's just be like that. Sometimes teams are just tired of hearing a voice and they need a change, whether it's for 
you know, you hope it's for better, but you know, whether you need a, a more of a disciplinarian, more of a young guy that could talk to the players and kind of relate to them. But, you know, I don't need to see any more for wrong. Now, is, does that mean he's a bad coach? No. No, I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think that his time here is expired. Mm. I, I, <clears throat> damn it. I, I can't say nothing. I can't say nothing. Only thing I can say is nothing. You know, I'm, I'm just... All right, man. I guess I just had to move on because we we I guess we had to agree to disagree. Let's just say that. Because I can't see everybody else gets time. And we always letting somebody go before their time is up. We let Scott McLuhan go before his time was up. We let uh Kirk Cousins go. We let him walk. Got no compensation before his time was up. Man, between players and staff, you let Kyle Shanahan go. Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. And these are your top head coaches in the league right now. You know, you let them go before their time was up. You didn't you didn't give them a chance. I'm tired of not I'm that's the status quo that I can't get over. I'm tired of not giving people a chance. And even though knowing that the problems that he has, and it may seem like I'm just making up every excuse in the book, but I'm really not. Look at the whole picture. If I throw you out there and you don't have a quarterback to run the system and you're trying to run with guys you have, but no, you can't get nobody to come here, what you going to do? Are you going to win? Just my thoughts, though. Moving on to the last topic of the night, I got some questions about the Wizards. This team is like a roller coaster. I like to call them hilly because they, they are very hilly. One minute they're up, the next minute they're down. When they're down, they're way down. Peaks and valleys all season long. If you can make one move, and this is just question number one, if you can make one move at the trade deadline, what's your move to improve this team? Mine is just health. I think this team just needs to be healthy. I think you you seen some glimpses this week. Um, the Gafford, I'm sorry, I don't call them Gafford. Doritos, um, Doritos is starting to play a little bit better. You got Deleon right back. Um, you got some people that need to just find their roles, and they need to win some ball games that they're supposed to win. And I think they'll be fine. You know, then they're not going to be number five in the in the East, but they'll probably be in that bubble scenario. Um, or to play in, and that's about it. That's all they are right now. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm not paying somebody two hundred something million dollars to play in a fucking bubble. That's the problem. This guy's only played twenty three games. What if they played forty games so far? He's already. It's, it's, what are they, 20, they 17 to 23, I think? So you're talking about your superstar that you paid all this money to. You're going to have peaks and valleys because he doesn't play. I think he's playing tonight. But how can you have consistency? How can you put your lineup together when the guy that is supposed to 
be the 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 breadwinner on a team is damn near never there. I, I, you know, I have praised Tommy Shepard over and over again. That is going to be the mistake that haunts him and gets him fired. Is re-signing Bradley Bill to that contract extension. I'm sorry. If this dude, if we're, you know, if I know signing him, you know, he's proven that he can, he, him alone, he can elevate this team to the sixth seed. And then you go get Porzingis, you you know, you build off Kuzma, and then you fix your pieces. This team, this team has been barely a playing team. Barely a playing team. My issue with this team is their offseason move to sign Bradley Bill. This is going to be what this team is. Now, I'd rather have Anthony Davis on the damn team. I'd rather have Anthony Davis in a Wizards uniform than watch Bradley Bill steal money on the bench. Still, he's That's what he's doing. Steal money on the bench and basically <clears throat> take this team down. The, he, he's the crab that keeps pulling you back in the barrel. That's what he is, and that's what's going to keep happening to this team. This team, as long as Bradley Bill is signed, will probably never be higher than a fifth seed. How can you justify two hundred something million dollars, and you're telling your fans, "Hey, we're good with being mediocre. You know, we'll be exciting. We'll beat the Suns sometimes. We'll beat the Bucks a couple times. You know, every couple years, we'll we'll show you like, man, why don't they play like this all the time?" They play it like this all the time. They be, you know, uh, you know, top three in the East. You know, they'll come up and play a big game against KD and the Nets and beat them. And then guess what? They'll be the ninth seed. They'll play in. Bradley Bill be like, my wrist hurt. I can't play. They, you know, you got Kuzma and Porzingis trying to hold the ship up like they've been trying to do all year. And they're going to get eliminated. I'm sorry. Not eliminated. Eliminate. Eliminated. They can eliminate it. They can eliminate it. I, it, it I, I, here's the thing. I thought the addition of Porzingis and Kuzma, I thought they should have kept KCP as well. But the addition of Porzingis with Kuzma and Bill, I thought that I was like, okay, this is something. All you got to do is put some, some role players, some pieces around them. You got some. I didn't think this would be a 17 and 21 team. I thought that. I, I guess I have higher hopes for the bull. The the the. Mm. I got higher hopes for the Wizards sometimes than I do for the Bulls. And here's the thing: Would you rather? And this is question number two: Would you rather me being a Bulls fan? Would you rather take Zach Levine off my hands and I'll take Bradley Beal? I, I just gave you my answer. I'd rather have Anthony. Davis and him played 35% of the games. I, I, I anybody, I, I said that you trade before they sign, trade him, get the pieces back, rebuild like the Pelicans do. Get your picks, rebuild. This they're stuck. Now, don't get me wrong. I think eventually they're gonna they're gonna have to move. You know, I hate getting on, on Instagram and Twitter and, you know, the Wizards are losing. I pe- see people saying, free Bradley Bill. And I always put, free the Wizards. <laughs> free the Wizards, man. 
Like really, like this, bro. This I, I had so much hope for this dude. You know, I always say he's the Lamborghini that you take out on the autobahn, and you only doing sixty five, and you got many many Coopers going a hundred past you. Poof! And you're like, now nah, I'm a baby. I ain't gonna open this thing up. That's his whole career to me. Like, I, you know, I, I know, you know, I'm harsh on him, but it's just being a Wizards fan. I have not watched one basketball game this year with the Wizards. I refuse to. I refuse to. I refuse to. I, I that's my process. Not. I'm not. I'm not going to a game. I'm not watching them on TV. Until right. this product gets better, until they get rid of number three, I, I, I'm not going. Unless somebody give me tickets, and they give me tickets, I'll probably sell them for eat the, the floor seats. They probably, what, $15? Probably get $30 off them. Yeah, I take taxes off of that, so it probably would be $18. Go get a Chipotle burrito and a, and a Coke, you know, for some floor seats of the Wizards game. Mm, mm, and... Mm. and, and this dude's a coach killer. He's gonna get Wes Unsell Jr. fired. He's gonna get Wes Unsell Jr. fired. Trust, trust, and believe, because you you're not gonna blame your 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 superstar. So, mm-hmm. Midnight Rider, any rebuttal? Free Bally Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Nice. Well, Seriously, um, I mean, I, I always have the belief that who you are in um, November and, and December isn't who you want to be in, in March and April. Uh, just the basketball saying line that I always have. <clears throat> so I feel like this team can get in a situation where they can get on the run, get some things together, and I don't know, try, try to figure it out. Well, I need them to figure it out because I, me personally, I'm just looking for a little capsule in time, maybe three, a three year capsule where the wizards, the commanders, the caps, uh, the nationals, the mystics. Oh, 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 I forgot. I'm sorry. Breaking news. The Nats decided to sign Dominic Smith former first baseman for the New York Mets to a one-year, $2 million deal. We are breaking the bank, people. We are putting all our eggs in one basket. We are setting the world on fire. We want to tear it down. The Nats. The Nats, baby. Who needs Bryce Harper? Who needs Trey Turner? You got Dominic Smith. You got Joey Manessis. We got Victor Robles. I'm sorry. Just the excitement in his voice sound like he was just about to cry. I just want to let that be known. But He's you know, hurt. You know, the, you know the crazy thing? Before they signed him, the credit card probably declined two or three times. <laughs> and like, let me call the bank for <laughs> nah, they probably They probably used the Washington um, – I ain't going to say that. They used the commander's um, charity account. That's why <laughs> That's why the check bounced. Mm, mm, mm. You know what? <clears throat> I think that's this the first one out of the gate for the year 2023. <laughs> first DC Sports Rundown. First show of 2023. We'll be back on Thursday. Oh, we oh, you can't walk out on this, man. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the Caps. They've got points in 11 of their last 13. Um, they got TJ Oshie back tonight. Uh, they ended the new year 9-2. and two. 
nine to two over Montreal. I don't know what the score is tonight, but I haven't should have been up. ten to two. That wasn't offsides. I'm just saying we gotta get the cap some love because they playing they playing some hockey and they got themselves back in the divisional race. Good. Because like I was saying, if I can get that capsule in time with the caps, nationals, wizards, commanders, mystics, uh, 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 Dominic United, Smith. Yes. DC United, every DC sports team is competing for a championship at one time. I would love that. And here's BJ again. Here we go. Not going to do it. Thank you all for joining us tonight because the cat decided to show up. <laughs> but we are out of here. Um, we don't we we will be back on Thursday. I, it's look, been so long since I did it, I can't even get it right. But we'll be back on Thursday for the Thursday night throwdown. Keep a look at us on, on Twitter and Instagram and social media, period, and see what we're doing and what we got up our sleeve. But until then, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here.